You have a gift. You have a talent. You have the ability to share and spread messages of love and hope to the world, no matter who you are or where you have been in life. Welcome to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with Felicia Hill. No matter your position in life, understand that others are with you, and it is possible to transform and find happiness. Now, here is your host, Felicia A. Hill. Get ready, get ready, get ready for your breakthrough. How you guys doing today? Um, as always, I always want to ask you, make sure you got your pens and your pencils ready, because there might be a couple of things that I'd like you to copy down. I do want to thank uh, Mr. Tyrone from last week who sent in an email and shared uh, some of the things that he does to let go of his past. And one of them was spending time with his family, uh, spending time with his church family, and also serving others. So we want to thank you, Tyrone, for tuning in last week and, and sharing some of the things you do to make sure you're letting go of your past. Today's topic is never giving up, never giving up, and it's, uh, it's ironic that that's this week's topic because um, I'll admit in the last eight months since I lost my corporate job, this is probably the first week that I've felt like truly given up. One of the things that kind of was heavy on my shoulders was how do I create the new norm? So before I get into that, let me just read a little analogy that I wrote about. And you, probably, you guys probably read this on my, um, on my Facebook page, but here it goes. I was thinking about dodgeball, and I was thinking about how it affects people and how, how life can dramatically turn one way and then come back the other way, and, and, and things could be on a positive, and then all the way at the end, other end of the spectrum can be such a negative. So one of the things that I, I wrote was life is like a game, it's, and it's like dodgeball. The opposing team of the devil or his, his principalities, they, they constantly are working against you. He will rush you and attack you with all his might. He will use everything he has to knock you out the game. Sometimes you'll get hit. Sometimes you'll deflect and avoid his attack. However, there are other times where you may get Knocked off balance, but still, you'll be prepared to handle what is thrown at you because of the grace and mercy that we have in, in God. But then again, you may get knocked all the way out the game, all together, and find yourself on the sideline. Eventually, you'll return to playing field and you'll continue playing, but all in all, you have to remember, you should never give up. Never give up. Keep trying Use your team when you're down, have a plan of action, and always play to win. Never give up. Now, I read this quote last week, and this quote said, Don't ever give up. Don't let frustration knock you down. Don't let fear stand in your way. Don't let time get in your head. Who cares how long it takes or how many times you try? Your only competition is yourself. And when you finally succeed, trust me, the struggle will be well worth it. You, we always find, you'll always have moments in your life where it seems like things are way too hard and the feeling of giving up will set in. And I'm a testament to that. When trying to achieve your dreams, it, it may seem impossible no matter how hard you're trying. And giving up may be the easiest route out. Frustration and the feeling of dejection 
It makes it easy to just quit. But some of the things you can do is that, you know, there's always, there's always time to compartmentalize. There's always time to reset your priorities. Refocus your energy um, to remain motivated. But in all of this, just don't give up before you try every avenue. Does that make sense? So what I want to address with you today, the five things I want to address with you today is why people give up. Why do people give up? I think one of the first reasons people give up is they try to accomplish way too much at one time. What does this mean? It means when you try to complete too many tasks and they're all connected to one goal. And I'll give you an example. I remember the very first time I got the news that I was over 300 pounds. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor, and the doctor, I went in for a regular child count. I got on the scale, and it said 302. And after that, all I heard from my doctor was womp, 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 womp. I could see his lips moving but I couldn't hear nothing. I remember I remember my ears going. Uh, I couldn't hear nothing. I remember the dark spots in front of my eyes. And all I, all I kept saying to myself was, how on earth did I allow this to happen? Especially coming from being a basketball player that was in tip-top shape. I, I, somehow I slowly allowed myself to get to a place that I didn't know anything about. And when I'm talking about anything, I didn't know anything about being overweight. And I could just see this doctor's lips moving, womp, 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 womp. I couldn't hear nothing. I just remember telling myself that I'm going to get this weight off. Oh, I'm going to get this weight off. I plan to lose 50 pounds in three months. And I'm, I'm thinking this as I'm sitting there. And I'm saying, I'm going to go to the store when I leave here. I'm going to get all the food I need. I'm going to work out in five days a week. I'm going to stop eating fast food. No more alcohol. I'm cutting all of my sweets out, knowing that my overall goal was just to lose weight. Now, I didn't think about portion control. I didn't think about what I needed to cut out. I didn't think about the fact that I hadn't worked out in weeks, probably months. You got to remember, when you go about trying to accomplish a goal and you put way too much on the plate, if you, don't fi if you don't finish one goal, you're liable not to go after the next goal. And I've seen this happen. I've seen people say, you know, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it all off. And then they say, I'm going to start working out. The exact same thing that I just mentioned to you. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to cut. You, 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 you're burdening yourself down with way too much. When, in reality, it's a process. Just like everything else. It's a process. And you have to... Start to take your time and research and figure out what can you do best. How can you go about this and have the most effective and the most efficient way to do this? And what I did eventually is I um what I did eventually is I um I just got I did more research. I mean, I was an athlete. I knew how to do most of this stuff. Um, and what I did is I just, I researched and I, and I was patient. And what I, what I started to do was, what I started to do was I just started to put things in place one at a time 
that would be successful. Like uh, the first week I said, I'm going to master one goal at a time. First, I'm going to start, I'm going to stop drinking Mountain Dew because I drank Mountain Dew like, like people eat potato chips, man. I would just go buy a Mountain Dew uh, in the vending machine. I just throw the dollar in there and Mountain Dew. I must have seven or eight Mountain Dews a day. And um, I had no idea how much sugar was in Mountain Dew. It was incredible. But I started by not drinking pop. And then the next week, I stopped eating sweets. And then the next week, I started to work out three times a day. Only for 30 minutes. That's it. For 30 minutes only. And then as the time went on and I did more research, I, I learned how to portion control. Um, I learned how to uh, drink more water. And, and all of these things came in place. So it was kind of cool. It was, it, it, was just, it was just cool to research and learn more about it, even though I was an athlete and I should have known all of that stuff. So what I'm saying to you is don't put all your eggs in one basket because it's liable. It's liable to throw you over the edge, and you're more likely to quit. The second thing, worrying about what others think. I used to worry about what others think all the time. And when I was in high school, my senior year, I got invited to the cotillion. And the 12th grade, and you know, the cotillion, it's a form of ball, a social gathering. It's the one thing that supposedly presents us women into society, you know, a debutante. It's the lady making her first uh, appearance in the real world. So um, I went to the cotillion's first meeting. Uh, I got one of my very best friends uh, to escort me. And I got to the meeting, and I looked around, and I saw all of these, all of these beautiful girls. Not that I wasn't, but I didn't have that confidence in myself to believe that I was. And one of the rules was we had to wear high heels and a skirt to every rehearsal. And I'm going to tell you what, all of those feelings uh, when I was growing up just came rushing back. I was too girly for the boys, and I was too boyish for the girls. And I just knew that I would be very uncomfortable if I continued to do this. So... I freaked out. I lasted about two weeks. And then I just started making up every excuse I could. I don't have any more skirts. I can't walk in heels. I didn't have a talent. I just began to self-sabotage myself, not understanding that the purpose for this whole experience was to teach me all of these things. I quit. I mean, I don't have any regrets today. But I have thought about how much I would have learned about myself, what others would have learned about me, um, the people I would have had the chance to meet. And I've since learned that in these situations, you try to enjoy the experience, network, try to meet new people, enjoy their gifts and talents. And today I have to admit that I'm not so quick to walk away. The third thing is giving up all of it instead of compromising. Sometimes we must just change a few things to get the take the task completed. And what do I mean? What do I mean by that? I mean sometimes you have to sacrifice a little to get a lot. Does that make sense? Be willing to make the necessary changes. That, that are best for you so that you can be the best for those around you. And one of those sacrifices, one of those sacrifices, is, it goes all the way back to, you know, my weight and, and helping others. You know, I, I might, I know, I'll take that back. You know what? i tell you what. Here's one. I went to grad school, but I went to grad school on a humbug. 
Yes, I did. One of my friends was in grad school, and she was having a hard time, and she had, she had tried it multiple times. And this third time, I said, yo, the next time you go, sign me up, or I'm going to sign up. But what I had to realize is that I had to sacrifice I had to sacrifice my freedom or my free time. I had to sacrifice my free time in order to dedicate that time to I had to sacrifice my freedom, my free time in order to to implement that time into um, study time. So with that said, this is what Right now, uh, I'm going to take a three-minute break, and while we take this break, what I want you to do is I just want you to write down a couple reasons when you gave up and what were the consequences behind that. Come back and join me in, in three minutes, and we'll talk about why. We'll finish talking about why you shouldn't give up and what happens when you do give up. My name is Felicia Hill. You're at VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarack Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Get Ready, Get Ready for Your Breakthrough with Felicia A. Hill. To participate in our discussion today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or make your voice heard via email to fellyhill at gmail.com. Now back to Get Ready. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back after the break. Uh, before we left, I was talking to you about why people give up. And I was specifically talking about some of some of my own experiences. Um, before we left, we talked about three of them. And the first one, the first one was try not to accomplish too much at one time. Try not to put all your eggs in a basket because if you don't accomplish one goal, you're more than likely not to accomplish the other goal. The second one was don't worry about what others think or I worried about what others think uh, when I went to the cotillion and found myself surrounded by other girls that I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't quite confident in, my, in, confident in myself to, to be able to pull that off. And then um, give up. Give up rather than compromise. Sometimes you can't, you can't get everything you ask for. Sometimes you can't give everything you want to give. Sometimes you have to, you have to make a small sacrifice to get the task completed. Um, and that way you can move on. You just got to be willing to make the necessary changes to best, um, to best prepare yourself so that you're going to be the best for anybody around you. Two other reasons that people tend to give up is a lot of people assume failure is the lesson to learn. And that's not true. Uh-uh. And I'll give you an example. 
uh, last year, several months ago, I was given the opportunity to help classrooms by sharing my knowledge on what classroom management skills were, behavior modification, behavior management. And I, I had done this kind of work for 19, 20 years, and I felt pretty good in sharing it, too. But I remember when I went into this space and I was sharing my information, and I'm always excited to share the information, but I remember not getting any buyback, no feedback from staff. So I continued to share the information weekly, and by the end of the year, I had made the decision that I failed miserably, that it wasn't any, anybody else, it was me, and that I failed at delivering the information. And as I was going through my checklist and scoring myself, some items I gave myself great marks, and some items I just, just wrote the word failed. And I, and I just accepted that I failed at that task. So much so that in my head I was thinking, you know what? I don't deserve the payment that, that I asked for. I don't know if this is something that I should be doing. I don't know if I'm, um, if I'm experienced enough. But when I look back at it, that's not true. I had 19 years' experience. I had done multiple trainings. I had done uh, various trainings. I had trained CPI officers. I had trained police officers. I have trained teachers, uh, probation officers. So I knew I could do it. But I was, re- I was, I was willing to accept failure as the lesson to learn in all of this. And that wasn't the lesson. The lesson that I later learned as I look back on it is that there was a lot that I could have done different. I could have been a little more organized. I could have handed out paper. I could have handed out copies or a list of the, the skills that, that, that they can implement in their classrooms. And instead of accepting failure as a lesson, I kind of looked over everything and I really tried to evaluate and figure out what lesson I could learn and instead focus on how I could improve myself and how I could, how I could make this better. And that was one of the, that was one of the things that, that I want to, uh, Share with you. Failure is rarely the end outcome because it's always something that you can learn when when it don't go a hundred percent your way. There's always something you can learn. So don't always assume failure is the lesson to learn. Don't question your gifts. Don't question your silence based on others' responses. Instead, just search out how you can improve and come back and do it better. The fifth way, the fifth reason people give up, uncertain how they're going to accomplish those goals. And, again, these are my experiences. When I I was laid off, after 19 years in my position, I must admit, man, I, I was realistically asking myself, how was I going to accomplish seven goals, se- several different goals, one of them being paying my bills? How was I going to build a business brand? And how was I going to generate new clients? And believe it or not, I felt seriously great about not having a corporate job. But some things weighed on me very heavy, carnally. And that was just the basics. The basics, the everyday living, paying your car note, paying your rent, paying your bills. Um, those kind of things weighed heavy on me. And I wasn't certain how I was going to 
accomplish those goals. But and and I'll and I'll be the first to admit that I wasn't I wasn't proud to receive help from my parents, my mom, or from other friends or or, or systems that were that were placed out there. Um, but what I had to realize is that these things are put in place just as that, as resources. There are so many resources out there on figuring out how to get these things completed. You've got Internet, you've got education, you've got YouTube teachers, you've got trainings everywhere. I mean, it's just so much out there, but these resources are put in place just as it, when something like this happens. And you cannot have so much pride that you don't reach out and use the resources that are put in place to help you. I would get caught up in talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And what I started to do is I started to rely on my way and not God's way. So my suggestion to you is when you're uncertain, trust in God, trust in your challenge, and let them both work for you. A few things I can offer you is remembering to surround yourself with like-minded people. And again, that's your gift. And look back over other hardships, hardships that you've been through and ask yourself how you handled them. And if there's something that you can implement from your past, then go ahead and implement it. It's interesting, this week was probably one of my hardest weeks, um, and I couldn't believe that I was doing a topic on not giving up when I was having a moment when I couldn't understand why I was going through what I was going through. And then I'm going to tell you what, all week long I wanted to give up. And confusion and uncertainty, it can do that to you. It can take your mind in a space of uneasiness and making you feel like these tough times will never end. I had to constantly remind myself of not only my gifts, not only my talents, but I had to remind myself of the great support system I had surrounded myself with, and I had to take my own advice, the same advice that I share with clients and the same advice that I share with friends. And that was, everything has a beginning and everything has an ending. And this time in my life, will end too. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, when I first lost my job, I was distraught. I couldn't think straight. I didn't know what to do next. I, was, I had high anxiety. I just didn't know which way to turn. But we got to remember that everything has an ending, everything has a beginning, and everything has, has an ending, meaning that there's a, heightened, there's a heightened time where everything is extra, and, and the crescendo is at the, the top, of the, the highest it could be, and then it eventually, it eventually figures its way out, it, it figures, it, it, things figure them, let me start that over, things figure themselves out, and you start to think straight, and now it's balanced. It's at a medium. You're not over the top. You're not worried about everything. You know, um, you're starting to, to figure out what to do next and who comes next. You start to learn how to prioritize, and things start to settle down until, guess what? Your new thing becomes the new thing, it becomes old, and now you're waiting on your next challenge. 
And what I want to suggest to you is that you embrace your challenge. Embrace your challenge. Accept your newness and understand that you just have to create a new norm and a new routine to get through this next moment. And uh, honestly, I'm not as I'm not as stressed as I was. I have an idea of where I am and what I want and where I want to be. And all things are leveling off and they become manageable for me. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to have my moment. I'm always going to have moments just because things happen. So with that said, understand everything has a beginning and an ending. It starts with a crescendo, out of whack, um, uncontrolled, confusion, uh, not knowing which way to go. Um, all of it, but it, but it will end. And, I, and for example, um, when, we lose, when we lose a loved one, I mean, it's so devastating in the beginning. You know, you can't breathe. You don't know how you're going to live without them. You, you ask yourself, where's your joy? And how do you wake up every morning not hearing their voice? And I'm not saying that it goes away because it doesn't go away. But with each and every new day, the challenge to cope with it gets easier. The challenge to cope with it, it gets easier. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have your moment. It's not going to mean that you're not going to miss them. All of that is going to be in place. But as time goes on and as you embrace the challenge of living without them, um, we begin this circle of life all over again. You know, we live, we love, we learn, we lose. We live, we love, we learn, we lose. And every change, every change that comes in your life, we got to remember, is life-changing. Every change that comes in your life is life-changing. So be ready. Just be ready to embrace everything that comes your way. Trust God and know that the plan is not your plan. It has nothing to do with you. Things and things don't and won't always go your way because um, if you're asked to be you, if you ask to be you to help others, then get ready to do that. Get ready to be you, but not under your time but under God's terms. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says it. You know, I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, but plans to give you a future and plans to give you hope. So whatever goes on in your life, whatever's going on in your life, just understand that it's not to harm you and you'll be equipped with everything to be able to complete that task. So, with that said, I'm going to take one more break. And what I ask you to do this time is please share on my Facebook page. What's some reasons? What's some reasons you didn't give up? And what kind of outcomes happen when you push through, when you didn't give up? And um, I'd like to know because, trust me, I believe that there are people out there who need to hear this. There's reasons. You're listening to this, and there's reasons people are reading it. So share why you didn't get up, and what did you feel like when you didn't give up? Share when you did give up, and what did you feel like when you did get up? Um, you're listening to Felicia Hill, voiceamerica.com, slash the empowerment channel. Um, if you have any questions, you can call in at one eight eight three four six. 346 9141. Um, and we'll be back in three minutes. Thank you.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Felicia Hill is a motivational speaker, transition coach, youth advocate, and CEO of Tamarock Inspirations, LLC. The company was developed after the loss of her siblings to honor her memories of them. She is now on a journey to impact, empower, and uplift those around her. She can be contacted to present workshops and seminars on the topics of empowering, impacting, and uplifting. Please contact Felicia at bellyhill at gmail.com. That's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Felicia Hill is on a path of rediscovery. Sudden tragedy in her life has pushed her to use her gift of words to magnify her message of empowerment and motivation. Her energetic message and transparency breathes life into her audiences on every level. Her message impacts all ages in all phases of life. Felicia wants to bring her gift and her message to your event, workshop, or conference. Contact her for presentations at fellyhill at gmail.com. Again, that's F-E-L-E hill at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Get Ready, Get Ready for Your Breakthrough with Felicia A. Hill. To participate in our discussion today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or make your voice heard via email to fellyhill at gmail.com. Now back to Get Ready. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Felicia Hill, a.k.a. Philly Hill. And it's Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough. And it's funny because my fourth episode, and I say get ready, get ready for your breakthrough. And, I'm, you know, unfortunately, you know, I've had quite a breakthrough. I've had quite a breakthrough, and I've learned so much about myself. Uh, these are topics that I've written before. These are topics that, that, are, that are close to my heart. And every week I write something, I read something, and I experience something, and I learn something new about myself. So well, we're talking about a breakthrough, and we're talking about everybody with a breakthrough. So thank you. Thank you again for tuning in and opening your doors to allow me into your, to your space to share my experiences and and some of the things that I've gone through and hopes to impact, empower, and uplift you as we move forward um, for our remaining eight episodes. Um, I've talked to you about reasons people give up. This last portion of the show, I want to talk to you about why it's so important to me not to give up. And I'm not going to say that I haven't given up at times. No, we be lying to ourselves to say that we don't give up or we don't think things are going our way or, 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 or we're being cheated. We, 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 wouldn't be, we wouldn't be being honest with ourselves to say such a thing. So uh, with that said, uh, some of the reasons that I won't give up or... I feel like if I did, you know, these are, these, these are the things that would happen. So um, one of the reasons I don't want to give up is because I want to inspire others. I want to be a role model. I want others to listen and hear some of the experiences that I've been through and I want them to see that I'm okay and that if they were to encounter any of the experiences or the traumas or the tragedies that I've experienced, they would know that they're going to be okay. Um, one of the other reasons is I feel like when I give up, it puts me in such a funk that I tend to criticize myself uh, a little too much. 
but I also feel like I'm cheating people. I feel like I'm cheating others, especially the ones that God has placed in my life to for me to share with. I feel like I'm cheating them because we come across hundreds of people a year and you cross paths with people and people overhear you talking or you do a training and people like how you train them or you're in a job and they like the way you do the job. You just never know who you're inspiring. You just never know who you're impacting. And with that said, I feel like I'm feeding people if I give up because they won't get to hear what I have to say at that time or whatever it was that I was supposed to be presenting or doing. I'm not going to come encounter with people and people are not going to experience what I'm supposed to be offering them. So I feel like I'm cheating them. And that's, that's just one, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to give up. It makes me sad. And I feel like, um, I'm doing a disservice, not just to myself, not just to the people around me, but to my um, Lord and Savior as well, because, you know, I've been chosen. I've been chosen to make an impact on people. And when I give up and I don't trust him to get me through the next moment, then um, I feel like I've cheated people. Um, the second thing is... I understand that hard work pays off. I understand that hard work pays off, and there is nothing more fulfilling or rewarding than accomplishing something um, because you put in the work. And I'll give you an example. I went back to grad school in 2010. I told y'all the story. One of my best friends was in grad school, and they was having a hard time just getting through it. So I thought, I said, hey, next time you go, I'll sign up, and let's do this together. Because we were we were pretty inspiring to each other. We were pretty supportive to each other. We pushed each other. We motivated each other. And I said, I'll sign up next time. So I started in June 2010, and that was my first quarter. My second quarter was to start September September 7th or September 10th. Um, Anyway, it was the same month that my sister was killed. And I believe, I believe if I would have quit, if I would have quit at that moment, I would have never, I would have never, I would have never went back and I would have never sent it. I would have never finished, but I did it, and it took me, it took me a long time. It took me six, (laughs) six, almost seven years to get a two-year master's degree um, going part-time, you know, Um, but I did it, and and it was amazing one time I was doing a training and one of the co-facilitators at everyone who has a master's degree stand up. And just about everybody in the, in the, in the audience stood up and I stood up and I said to myself, wow, wow, I have a master's degree. And I thought to myself, I belong. I belong I belong to this group, this elite group of people who went back and gave everything they had to attain their master's degree. And I can say that. Felicia Hill, who hated college, who hated school, but you know what? I put the work in, and I worked very hard. And I committed, and I sacrificed so much time. But when I got that diploma, and I unrolled it in that tube, um, it, was the, it was the most rewarding feeling that I've had in a long time. 
but I knew I put the work in, and I knew how much work I put in. And it, and let me tell you, it it wasn't a piece of cake either, you know. So put in the work. When you put in the work, when you work hard at accomplishing something, the reward of accomplishing that goal, the reward, the feeling that you get afterwards is amazing. It's amazing. Um, another reason that I don't like giving up is um, it gives me a chance to face my fear. And one of my biggest fears was writing and being able to share my writing with others to critique it. Now, I was with a university online for a long time, and I remember um, they accused me of plagiarizing my own work. Because part of the process is if you have to take a, I had to take a class over because I needed a B, a B minus or better um, for the class. I need a B minus or better for the class. And so I had to take the class over. And I remember them accusing me of plagiarism. And I was like, plagiarism? How can I plagiarize my own my own work? Well, when you're using your own work online, you have to inform them that you're going to be using your own work. Well, the, the professor went on to say that I was a manipulator and that I used um, my my other professors and that um, I didn't turn my work in. Well, I turned my work in. You drop this. You drop your work, and somehow something didn't go through. And this lady accused me of not doing my work. And um, man, I was so angry and I got so defensive that I found myself kind of bickering back and forth with this professor, and I kept telling myself, I kept telling myself as to speak to him, hey, you can't talk to me this way. I'm a grown woman. I'm, 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 I'm a grown woman. I've been in my job 19. I'm, I'm not a kid. But the way they were talking down to me, I got so defensive. And every time um, I talked to them, I got angry. Well, it got to the point where they wanted me to take a professional development course on how to be a professional. And I'm thinking, what? How to be a professional? <laughs> how can you tell me how to be a professional online? They went on and do stuff like how to write an internet, how to write an email, how to address the email, um, how to address your professors when you have a question. And I'm thinking, wow, I've been in supervision 15 years and I've been in management 17 and this lady going to try to tell me how I'm supposed to do all of this. It was unbelievable. But what I did was um, it brought me so many memories back from the university and, and uh, a lot of the negative stuff that I went through with them, um, and I was so defensive and so angry. But I finally sat down and I stepped back and I asked myself, what can I learn or use during this process of professional development? And... Why not learn how to write a proper email? Why not learn how to reach out to your professors correctly? Even though I thought I was doing it right, and maybe I wasn't doing it right. I don't know. But what I did is I wrote down two or three things that I could benefit from this development, professional development, and um, I took a deep breath, and I devoted myself to improving, even though um, I believe the way they went about it was totally opposite from what they were teaching me on the, on the, the, the syllabus, the professional development syllabus. So take the opportunity to learn from um, not only your mistakes, but see how you can use, see how you can use other gifts and other, other talents other people's talents to benefit you. Um, learn from not just your mistakes, but 
like I said, try to utilize other people's talent. Uh, I have been with my former job 19 years, and after about 15 years, I got a new supervisor, and they had a type A. They had a type A um, personality, and they wanted everything done all at the right time, at the right time. Well, being that I didn't mess up, I, I had been doing such a great job that 15 years, I didn't think I needed to change. But apparently, um, I did. I needed, to, I needed to straighten up some things. So what I did is I took her type A personality and I said, what can I learn from her? And what I did is I took her organizational skills and I put it to work. And I used it to become more organized. I would type it up, send it to her, have her check it off, and then I would do the work. And, you know, we never had another issue after that. With that said, people, listen. The main thing is don't give up. In conclusion, Christians must never give up the struggle, the contention, or the fight to enter and enjoy all that God has prepared for them that love him and his eternal kingdom. Revelation 3.21. Don't disappoint yourself and give up. My name is Felicia Hill. You've been listening to Get Ready with voiceamerica.com slash empowerment station. Tune in next Tuesday, 5 p.m. for our fifth episode. I can't wait to talk to you again. You guys have a great evening. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Get ready, get ready for your breakthrough can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your host, Felicia Hill, invites you to listen again next week and be sure to share your talents and gifts with someone you love every single day. 